Welcome to Upward Dogology, where I retrain your brain and introduce you to the world of cognitive behavioral therapy for dogs over the age of six months. Season five is a mixology of question and answers, tips, interviews, and a deeper look into the Upward Dogology formula. This episode talks about one of the most important approaches of Upward Dogology, never rush to your end goal, and uses working with clients who have aggressive dogs as an example as to why rushing to your end goal can be counterproductive. And I'm the kind of girl can roll like a guy, but I really don't know. If you're ready for the ride, I'm Hello, I'm Billy Grimm, your host and successful dogologist for three decades. I'm going to hop right into this one. Upward dogology consists of three components, approaches, commands, and techniques, or ACT. These are outlined in my book, and I also talk about them in earlier episodes. The approaches are the guidelines or concepts, the overall way of working with dogs. Everything we do when working with dogs adheres to these approaches. They allow for flexibility and adaptability while achieving our goals. One of the approaches is never rush to your end goal. And I'm going to use an example to explain what I mean by that. Trainers on social media and ones that my clients uh, have had before hiring me have different ways of first meeting a client with an aggressive or fearful dog. My client, Daniel, had a trainer who insisted on meeting his dog, Arnie, outside. The trainer said that she was one of the few who did this. Daniel's dog was fearful of the outside and to a lesser degree inside. But the lesser degree is simply because Arnie hides, which he can't do outside because he's on leash. If that decision to meet outside was provided by just a a regular dog owner in regards to their own personal dog and what had worked best for them, that would be totally fine. But when a professional provides information that is set on one specific way of doing something and they're caught up in the details and establishing rules, they are missing the overall approach that allows for adaptability. The end goal is to be able to meet people outside, but the initial step is to meet where the dog is most comfortable to establish transferable skills to those more difficult areas. Should uh, that trainer have met Arnie inside? Well, that depends on how that is done. Trainers commonly meet inside the home pre-COVID. Some come in throwing treats, others are calm and do not do that, and some meet outside. Either way, these trainers are caught up in establishing one way of doing something. They're rushing to the end goal of the dog trusting them and liking them, often by giving treats, which can backfire and make the dog less trusting of them. It is putting too much focus on forcing the dog to like them or convincing the dog that they're nice because they have treats instead of providing the client with tools and skills that allow them to change the dog's perception of factors, which in this case are the negative people, and in turn, change behavior. It is similar to forcing a dog to look at you by waving a treat or trying to teach the look at me command. A dog looking at you or being comfortable with a stranger is a natural result when we increase the bond and decrease anxiety. These changes and advancements are the dog's decision. We can't rush these changes. So in the case of Daniel, we met in the off-leash dog park, which granted us the time to talk about how to switch from positive reinforcement training to cognitive behavioral therapy and gave us teaching opportunities in a place which Arnie was comfortable. The goal was not for me to meet Arnie or for Arnie to love me. The goal is to establish skills to calmly manage Arnie in easy situations, and these skills are transferable to stressful situations in increments as we increase the difficulty of that situation. These provide options that allow him to learn he does not have to lunge or bark or bite or growl 
to remain safe. Once this is accomplished, we can introduce Arnie to more situations without solely relying on standard socialization, treats, or counter-conditioning, which can be unrealistic and a super slow go. If I were to meet a client at their home and their dog is aggressive or fearful of new people, I meet with the clients first, whether that's inside or outside or even on Zoom. I do this before I meet the dog. I've seen lots of dogs lunge, bark, bite. I don't need to see that. I need to talk to the client and figure out what level we're at. We discuss exercises that are relevant to their issue and to their dog and establish the transferable skills. We decide together if their skill level is high enough to apply the skills that day. And there's no right or wrong to that answer. But we must work at the pace of the dog. That's another upper dogology approach, work at the pace of the dog. So after my client and I chat for a while, sometimes my client will bring their dog outside or to wherever it is that I am, and they'll use these skills and we'll see the difference as opposed to the way that they were uh, bringing their dog to see people previously. Maybe there's a number of different ways, obviously giving people treats is a common one or having the people ignore them is a common one. This way we're, we're using these skills that we've talked about instead of those other ways. And again, the goal is not for the dog to love me, but to apply these skills that incorporate the other two components, commands and techniques. And that way we can gauge the difference in the dog's behavior. Often my client chooses to take maybe four to seven days to implement these exercises, teach their transferable skills at easier times. And they may send me videos, keep me updated, keep me posted. And when they feel like they've reach that aha moment and they've, they've reached the cognitive side of the brain and they just see a change in their dog, then we book another session and we apply those exercises in that next session. We use myself or maybe their neighbors, sometimes just people in a park at a, at a greater distance, a safe and comfortable place where we can increase the difficulty in increments. There is no one right way of working with a dog, but if we adhere to the three components, approaches, commands, and techniques, and we combine them creatively, we can adapt the tools to suit the dog and the situation and apply the skills to achieve our goals in a calm and clear manner. So if your dog has aggression, think about an area your dog is comfortable. Can you achieve basic commands without a treat? Do you know what your reward is? If not, I suggest listening to previous episodes, uh, specifically the previous episode, and other snippets. Remember to teach it easy, apply to hard. That's another approach of upper dogology and never rush to your end goal. Enjoy your learning journey. And be sure to tune in for next week's episode where I interview a client who almost rehomed her dog due to aggression. How can you help dogs? Follow up her dogology on Instagram and Facebook. Tag us in your posts of completing exercises or simply spending quality time with your dog. Share these episodes if you like them. And if you are enjoying them, please provide a rating and review. Send any questions to billy at upperdogology.com. I appreciate your support. Thanks again to Danielle Bourgeau for the awesome music clips. 